Okay. This one, I did a slight research. Nothing too fancy. Nothing too in-depth. So don't take it as fact. I'm going to take it as fact. Like 90% fact, perhaps. I'm going to take it just as... Just do your own research afterwards. If you 100.22222. Want I'll take it because it's outside of the 100. Okay. So <laughs> um, have you ever had something minor or small that happened in your life? that evolved to being something bigger or have you ever witnessed something throughout either history or your own lifetime where oh like that's a little pebble but that pebble like killed like grandma riding her scooter oh my god <laughs> um i guess sure yeah like what um i just happened to download an app re-download an app just cause and now we're married Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I see. I, I didn't know where you were going with that first, but I was like, oh, yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And it was, I re-downloaded that app after like seven years of using it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes, I used it seven years and time oh, passed. Okay. I used oh, different okay. ones and then I downloaded that one, but they changed the name. That's why oh, I didn't yeah, even know it was. That. Yeah. I knew because when I went to my messages, there was two old messages. Oh, from, shit. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, but that's that's what the podcast is going to be about. It's going to be about how little things could affect big things. And you might not see a correlation, but that's fine. I'm just bringing some stuff up to light. Okay, so we're going to do this in three different parts. This is part one right now. You ready? Yeah. Okay, I'm calling this part Accidental Misfortunes. All right? Aw, uh, you really so, put some work into this. Yeah, it took me 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take you down this story. You ready? All right. The day is September 18, 1987 in Goina, Brazil. Goina, Brazil? I don't know how to say it. Regardless, a person sells some items on a scrapyard. That night, the owner of the scrapyard noticed a blue glow from that item. Mm-hmm. You follow me? Mm-hmm. Cool. Thinking the capsule's contents were valuable or even super, supernatural, he immediately barred it to the house. Over the next three days, he invited friends and families to view the strange substance. Okay. Okay. Do you have any idea where this is going or what's going on or nothing? Like, they just sold some scrap to a scrapyard? Right. And then the and owner now- of the scrapyard found some blue glowing contents. So it's like glow sticks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know why you're laughing at me. That's that's fine. That's fine. Let me keep going. Let me okay. keep going. Okay. So on September 21st, at this scrapyard, one of the owner's friends succeeded in freeing several rice-sized grains of the glowing material from the capsule using a screwdriver. Wait, is it is it a solid or a liquid? It's a solid. Yes, but it's, it's, it's grainy. It's grainy solid, yes, like yes. sand? Kind of. Or like rocky, like mineral. Mm. Like, yes, yes. Right. So, uh, the owner began to share some of the items with various friends and family members. So, not only did he took it previously, three days mm-hmm. ago, he took it home and he was showing it to his close family, whatever, and he left it in his house. Okay. The, the little amount that he like had he first. Like, he wasn't like... Mm-hmm. Wanting to know what it was, it was glowing. It was mineral-like, and it was 
Wait, what year fast. was this? Uh, this was in 1987. Okay, okay. Keep yeah, going, so it, it was it was a good time of war. Okay. Uh, what happened next? So the same day, his wife of 37 years old began to feel ill on September 25th. Oh no! Yep, he sold this scrap metal to a third scrapyard. The day before the sale to the third scrapyard, another person successfully scrapped some additional dust out of the source and took it home a house short distance away, whatever. Mm -hmm. There he spread some of it into the concrete floor. Why? I don't know why, but his six-year-old daughter at the time (gasps) was eating eggs while sitting on this floor. She was also fascinated by the blue glow of the powder applying it to her body and showing it off to her mother. Wow. Yes. Here's the last part out. Dust particle from the powder fell in the egg she was consuming. <gasps> mm-hmm. She eventually absorbed and received more than a fatal dose, even with treatment. Wow. Yes. So what the fuck was it? Yes. There's no correlation yet? Well... Yeah, it's blue, whatever. But what is yeah. the blue stuff? Okay, okay, right. Let me keep going. Let me keep going. Okay. okay. The only wife had been the first to notice that many people around her had become severely ill at the same time. Right? Mm-hmm. So her intuition kicked in. She said, wait a minute. That is so funny. <laughs> wait a minute. Intuition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fifteen days after the item was found, she reclaimed the materials from the rival scrapyard and mm. transported them to a hospital, right? So she wanted to have it checked out. Oh, so she gathered shit. all of them. Right. Good for her. All right? Good for but her. Here's the other part. In the morning of September to, uh, 29th of that year, a visiting medical physicist used whatever counter that is that they could like uh, check for radiation and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they confirmed the presence of radioactivity and pursue the authorities to take immediate actions. The city, state, and national governments were well aware of the incident by the end of the day. Wow. Overall, that caused the death of four people and the contamination of about 250 other people. Wow. Yes. Yes. So there's radiation. I, I didn't see, I thought like radiation like glowed green or something. I don't, yeah. I actually, I don't know anything about radiation, so let me just take that back. That's fair. I mean, you're not a nuclear physicist or anything. Yeah, well, that's fair. You don't know that. Why don't we make it more money? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a little part that I didn't mention <clears throat> was that on September 13, this was a few days prior, mm-hmm. right? The guard who was tasked with protecting the site did not show up for work. And that site was at, like a previous uh, hospital. Mm-hmm. Given that there was no security guard that day, two people walked in there to rob the place, right? And they mm. found, uh, and they found, and they were able to disassemble some of the tele, wait, teletherapeutic unit, which is like external beam radiation therapy. It's for like wow. cancer patients and stuff like that. Wow. Yes. Yes. So what was inside was cesium. Rob's a hospital. Right. What is wrong with you? Right. Also, know know what like machine you're taking apart. Don't take that one. Don't take any of them. It's a hospital. That is true, but it, it wasn't a abandoned hospital. 
Oh, it was an yes, abandoned yes, hospital? Yes, 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 yes. It was. Oh, okay. So they were supposed to like demolish it and stuff because mm-hmm. they moved to another place. I forgot to mention mm-hmm. that part too. Okay. But still, they needed a security person because something like this could have happened. Yeah. That shit should not be He didn't out. like call in to say, hey. Right. That was big rude. Oh, what the fuck? Maybe, maybe, maybe they were in cahoots. But why? Yes. They're yes. so stupid. At that point, just let them through. Yeah, at that point, just let them yeah, just say yo, I was taking a shit or something. Why would they need to take it apart? Why not take the whole thing? How big? Well, is it? it is big. Yeah, oh. it's huge. Yeah. So the item, well, not the item, the material, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. is cesium one thirty seven. That was removed from the abandoned cancer therapy machine in Brazil, and they were the one who sold it to the scrap Yeah. They literally but, just robbed the hospital to sell it for scrap. Yes, mind you, I didn't go into detail. Like, yeah. How severe the sickness got and stuff like that. Because even the robbers, mm-hmm. when they were trying to take it apart at first, because it came in a big capsule, right? Mm-hmm. When they were t- trying to take it apart, they started feeling ill. They had diarrhea. They had nausea. Wow. Vomiting. Right. They got like severe so they headaches died. and stuff like that. A lot of people were really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Overall, they were. Um, a lot of people were coming into hospitals and stuff mm-hmm. to check out if they were like affected. And it was like over 100,000 people mm-hmm. that got checked out to see radiation. And it was like a thousand plus people that were like contaminated, but not to the point that it was like severe. Or, yeah. Yeah. They they were they are just more likely to have cancer. It went from like one in a thousand, whatever the case yeah. was, to like one Jeez. in a hundred. Like I wonder how how much that's still lingering though. Like think about mm. how many people might have been pregnant during that time. Yeah. And all of that. Good point because there has been cases two now mm-hmm. that they have come out contaminated and people mm. are being like paid because of it wow yeah yeah all Crazy. because of these two people wanted to scrap it right right wow tiny Stop things stealing. that you probably Stop wouldn't stealing. even think will affect anything right turns into something super big and mind you the asphyxiation for the item was to some extent that it, they thought it was mystical. They thought it would give him, like, right. Because they've never no, seen it. Oh, because it was glowing. So that's right, why they stole it. They right. were like, oh, it's glowing. Yes. Maybe it has, like, some kind of powers or right, something. Right, right. That's why they were, like, wow. putting it on there and then playing around with it. And also, the robbers, before mm-hmm. they sold it off, they they weren't, like, sure what it was. Mm-hmm. And they thought maybe it was, like, like ignitable. And mm-hmm. they tried to light it. <gasps> it was It did not light at all no matter how much fire they put it didn't like mm. so they were like what so then w- once they were like i don't think we're gonna get too much of this yeah so let's sell the metal parts the capsule mm-hmm. and the other little pieces plus that and then be like here mm. mm-hmm. yeah so the the uh the scrapyard owner i believe of uh, either him or his brother the wife dies due to it mm-hmm. and the daughter dies due to it. Wow. Yes. But he, for some reason, stayed alive, even though he had a huge amount of radiation as well. But he died, like, age 39, something like that. Mm. Where he he was depressed, was drinking, and he died because of that. Yeah, he never, like, fully wow. recovered. Wow. I mm-hmm. wish, like, somebody could have taken a look at his genes or something. Yeah. To see what's going on where he doesn't instantly. You know what I mean? Because radiation is a serious thing. Yeah, but so what was protecting him against it? Oh, yeah, that's what you mean. But he was still mm-hmm. fucked up. 
like yeah. physically yeah it wasn't it wasn't like a oh. happy-go-lucky yeah not affected what it was like it was like you getting hit with covid but you survived but now you asthmatic you can't run you, mm. <laughs> you know what i mean you got joints issue yeah yeah it was bad it was oh bad. never mind it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 you think of that story? That was um awful. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Just from two people trying to make some money. Trying to hit a lick. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe get a night job or something. Something. That's scary. <laughs> I don't know. That's that's always been like something I just I just mm-mm. I can't get around stealing like that. Yeah, and to me it's like you know, you got, like, people who are in gangs and whatever. Mm-hmm. I just love how they target civilians. Like, target other gambling. Like, mm-hmm. steal from them. You know what I mean? Like, right. if you both boasting about how much money and change you got, steal Haitian. Why are you shit. coming into my hard-working home? Steal my shit. Right. It's crazy. That's just so obnoxious. Oh, but that reminds me of that, that video where the guy... He's like beefing with his friend and he's like yeah i was actually never friends with you that's why i had all those people posted up outside your grandma's house oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm that, talking about <laughs> yeah that's a comedy skit yeah yeah he said like, yeah red dots everywhere she was running around like <laughs> he was <mother>. so scared <laughs> he said that was you <laughs> that's fine that's fine <laughs> it was all for instagram like Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Instagram follow. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's like, you, you never like or follow my stuff. He said, you don't have enough followers for me to do that. <laughs> Give me a shout out or something. Nope. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible. Dirty out here. All right. You ready for part two? Yes. Almost done. Almost done. Never. What? Okay. Part two. I'm calling it Believe in the Known. Not the unknown, but the known. Okay. Okay. So, there was a religion first discovered in 1946 by an Australian government patrol in a remote island in the South Pacific of Australia, right? Easy to follow. It was a group of indigenous that saw their first plane fly over during the Second World War. The planes occasionally delivered food and supplies to the islanders, and due to that, they created a religion based on the worship of aircrafts. Ain't that crazy? But why? Because they were bringing down food and supplies to the islanders. Oh, so it was going to that tribe? Like it was dropping food off to the tribe? Yeah, like they would land yeah. in World War Two. They would land whether to stop to eat. I don't I don't know, mm. but they, they offered you know, food, supplies oh. and stuff like that. Yeah. And then they started praying or worshipping aircrafts. Okay. I can let, see that. This Part of me feels a little sad about it, but I could <laughs> let, let me keep going. Maybe you, you won't feel that sad. Maybe you will. I don't know. Okay. So whenever they saw a plane fly overhead, they will build a replica in the hopes that they will receive more blessings. Mm-hmm. And you, you should see this. They made like wooden replicas. Right? It looks pretty like, wow. good. Yeah. Super nice. The islanders did not know where the objects were coming from, which led them to believe that the objects were being delivered by supernatural means. Oh. Yes, of course they didn't have none of that technology. Oh. Yeah. I'm. I will say this though, like, unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how a plane flies, and I don't care how many people break it down and explain it to me. I don't believe. Um. I don't believe that the science is real. <laughs> <laughs> that is so stupid. <laughs> 
It's too big to stay up there. Okay. That's like saying boats are too big to not drown. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the same. Water, that's the same air. level like, stupidity. Buoyancy makes perfect sense. Oh, that okay. Just because you can't grasp it doesn't mean it doesn't make sense and it's fake. No, it does. Okay. It does. Okay. You. This is the. <laughs> you know what? Let me. Let me. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sick of you. Okay. <laughs> let me keep going. The worship of aircraft in the island. Of Vanuatu, I don't know how to say. It. Of course, sure. Yes, it's referred to as the John Froome with a U Froome movement because they believe Froome, who was supposedly a First World War serviceman, is the Messiah sent from God to bring them gifts and good mm. tidings. The name John Froome or John Frum comes from the way soldiers will introduce themselves. Hi, I'm John from new york or nice to meet you i'm whatever from miami mm. so they took that from mm -hmm. yes ain't that crazy i think that's crazy. wow okay but like like who's to say they're not wrong though like in the sense of like like what if whatever higher power they like believe in mm -hmm. did send that plane you know what i mean like pull some strings to send that plane to give them some blessings they believe John to be their messiah and that he's coming back. Okay, that's the part that's wrong. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the other part. Mm, no, especially in World War Two, they were landing in a lot of different like remote islands mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Whether either to refuel or whatever the case was to then yeah. Whatever the case was. Okay. But it's a doctor that describes the cult in paper saying doing Why does it got his cult a cult? You know, because if it's not a major religion, it's it's a cult. <laughs> like, jeez. <laughs> so he's saying, quotations during the war, the cargo religion saw airplanes land with lots of good materials, and they want the same thing to happen now. So they've arranged to imitate things like runways to put fires wow. along the sides of the runways to make a wooden hut for. A man to sit in mm. with two wooden pieces on his head like headphones and bars of bamboo sticking out like antennas. Mm. Right? And they just waiting for the plane Have to land. Have they ever seen a runway? Right? Because like, if they're putting they have fires the and stuff, maybe. Land? That's what, maybe I'm assuming that's the case. That like the states or whatever country mm -hmm. the planes was coming from, they were they actually set up in that island. To be yeah. like a proxy to another location. Mm. That's the only way I could see why they would even put fires. Yeah. How and make know? it like a runway, right? That's a good question. Mm. But they had to be some type of runway for planes to land. Okay. And then this is another quote. This is from one of their um, elders, I think. It says, John promised he will bring plane loads and ship loads of cargo to us from america if we pray to him <gasps> a village elder tells me as he salutes the stars and stripes radios tvs trucks boats watches ice boxes medicine coca-cola and many other wonderful things yeah so john really like right are you seeing are you seeing what's going on now now who's to say that he actually said pray to me like, 
Do these tribe people speak the same language as John? Mm. Also, John, you a bitch. He was de- he back. was definitely getting his freak on. If, <gasps> you see what I mean? If he was stopping John. in that island multiple times, something something is fishy here. Yeah, something, something a little fishy. strange. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did he promise an ice box? Something similar happened way back in the days, though, when like the European countries that we were still sailing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the details too much, but you can look at this up. Uh, in Hawaii, there was a ship, one of the European ships came over, and this white guy, he came over and offered food and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Similar thing happened. They thought of him as some type of god, right? Mm-hmm. But the next time that he came over, the white guy, he came over with more people. And then he started, like, raping the kids and stuff like that. Oh, my God. Yes. And then the Hawaiians, they weren't having it after a little while. They were like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. <laughs> like, our guy wouldn't do this to us. Yeah. Let's kill him. And then they killed him. Yeah. And they took all his loot and stuff like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. But similar thing happened. Wow. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then this is a little explanation by some other person. Uh, they're saying the island John from movement is a classic example of a cargo cult, many of which sprang up in villages in the South Pacific during World War II. Oh, my God. So people were really pulling this shit like, oh, <laughs> like one guy did it and then he told like his friends and it spread right, throughout. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, like just give them one chocolate bar and they're hooked to you forever. <laughs> they are addicted, literally. <laughs> That's horrible. And yes. he was really giving them Coca-Cola. Right. Ooh. Right. I mean, to be fair, they didn't know how bad it was back in the days, too. So that's fine. But yes, that was a dick move for him to do all that. Yeah. Um, it says, when hundreds of thousands of American troops pour into the islands from the skies and seas, you get cargo calls when the outside world with all its material wealth suddenly descends on remote indigenous tribes. The locals don't know where the foreigners' endless supplies come from and suspect they were summoned by magic sent mm. from the spirit world. Yeah. So you imagine you got your little farm and they over here bring up like 10 pigs. Mm. I don't know. Where you're like, wow. That's crazy. But like a hundred bananas. They're like, whoa. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair, right? Mm-hmm. That's again, actually pretty fair. Again, something that we might consider small. Mm-hmm. You just some motherfucker landing. Maybe we clap for him once or twice. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> but to other people, especially in remote places, mm-hmm. it literally kind of serves believe the religion that's crazy right right fuck you john <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> <laughs> okay this last one is called i am free question mark right part okay. three okay so this is more of the first one we saw it was accidental right mm-hmm. where something small created something that caused super big by accident the second one is the naivete of the indigenous people or just a lack of knowledge that caused something to be small, to be huge, right? Mm-hmm. This one is more purposefully. And I think you're going to like this one a lot. Okay, mm-hmm. see a little conspiracy here. Okay. Oh. Part three, am I free? Um, if you wanted to be considered nice or good girl, then you were not allowed to smoke. So... Okay, I think I should preface because towards the end of the research, I just started giving up. Uh, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, back in the 1929s, 1920s, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. 
where females were not allowed to smoke in public. Again, if you wanted to be considered a nice female or a good mm. girl, quote unquote, you were not allowed to smoke at all, right? Wow. While tobacco had been consumed in America in the late 19th century, it was not until the 1929 that women were really expected or even allowed to partake in the consumption of tobacco products. Women were given the option to smoke private, but even then it was still taboo by American society due to its unfeminine nature, right? It isn't very feminine at all. It's not very <laughs> masculine either. You smoking on this little glizzy. Right, right. And you see how your mind went to that right away? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep going. Watch this. Okay. The women that were smoking were perceived as whores oh. or it was a symbol of prostitution, right? Mm-hmm. Mind you that tobacco companies, they have females on their advertisement, on their little packages mm-hmm. and stuff, but they were often young and attractive in order to lure in more guys to smoke. Oh, right. Sex right. So... It's a lot of and, hip- okay, okay, question. Mm-hmm. The women that they had on their packages, they weren't shown smoking though. They were just holding the cigarettes. Right? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Some of them did show them smoking. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> I think so. I think so. I think so. Nonetheless, fifty years after cigarettes came into circulation, female smoking began to be more acceptable and even socially desirable. Why do you think that is, baby? Out of nowhere, movies. Fifty years later, it was perfectly fine. Movies. Movies. Not quite. What is it? Marketing. That is the same. That is quite. I guess it's not just movies. Because Hitler okay. this did use movies and stuff for propaganda, but just bear. Okay. Um, I put in. Was it due to drastic changes in social and economic status of women over this time period? Nope. It was because of a man called Edward Bernays, the father of modern public relations, creating the quote-unquote Torches of Freedom campaign in 1928, right? Oh, my God. What? It's like Mm -hmm. women's rights movement to be able to smoke. Right? Are you following? Are you following? Okay. So, in 1929, Bernays encouraged women to march down Fifth Avenue during the Easter parade in New York City and protest against gender inequality. Bernays telegrammed 30 females from a friend at Vogue. Mm, right? So really to, attractive. Yes, yes. To yeah. participate in the demonstration, encouraging them to combat the prejudice against women smokers. There, was, there were hopes that prominent figures from women's movement and churches would join to show unity in the acceptance of female smokers, it gained a vast amount of coverage and allowed women to feel confident about smoking in public, despite the potential ridicule. That's absolutely disgusting. Yes, yes. And this kept going, the marches kept going in Boston, Detroit, San Francisco, all over, right? Mm. And there's a quote by this lady, this doctor lady from back in the days. She said, women saw cigarettes as a symbol of freedom a sign that they were their own person, that they had gone mm. beyond society, narrow roles for them. Thus, liberation and freedom became central themes in advertising directly directed at women. Mm-hmm. 
you can see that in some advertising now mm-hmm. where even clothing companies and stuff like that mm-hmm. try to appeal of this like oh yes just be a woman so yeah it to me same thing i really don't think there's someone in that executive position who gives a fine call right <laughs> okay all over some cigarettes yeah and of course this is pretty much half the population yeah. started smoking so now their products is all over the place mm-hmm. voila yeah. just because of one guy and what advertising them. right it worked it worked Total genius yep you want to hear other stuff that he's done yep cool he convinced american men to ignore the feminine stereotype of bracelets and see wristwatches as more manly and practical than pocket watches. Oh my goodness. Isn't that crazy? You mm-hmm. you've seen some I'm sure you've met people who love their watches, especially guys. Mm-hmm. But back in the day that used to be seen as feminine. Oh I did not yes. know that. I just read it. <laughs> I didn't know that's what you meant. I thought you meant like like Okay. Right. This is what I thought you meant. <laughs> uh-huh. What I thought you meant was mm-hmm. before guys weren't wearing pocket watches or weren't wearing watches in general, not mm-hmm. because they were feminine, but once they started making it like like Axe body commercials, oh, I put oh. on my my little wristwatch and now all of these girls got to suck mm-hmm. me off. You know, it's like <laughs> I thought that's what you meant. No, not no. that they were feminine before. But yes, it was considered feminine before. And then to this point, do you see people with pocket watches no no besides old ass motherfucker i ain't never seen that and i know old ass or hipster ass motherfucker i've still never seen that i've never <laughs> met a hipster with enough money for a watch mm, damn, that's if tough. I'm being honest. i've definitely seen it but yeah it, it is it is crazy though. it is crazy okay another thing that he did was once again making smoking in public socially acceptable for females mm. you know that mm-hmm. watch this one he promoted the first NAACP convention in Atlanta, Georgia, without triggering any violence or counter demonstration. I don't know what that. Oh yeah, you're not black. Okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Number four, he made bacon and eggs a popular American breakfast. You don't believe it? It looks like you don't believe it. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a little background. In the 1920s, of course, once again, Americans ate very light breakfasts. So, public relations pioneer Edward Bernays, once again, pursued doctors to promote bacon and eggs Why? as a healthy breakfast in order to promote sales of bacon on behalf of a company called Beach Nut. It's literally spelled B-E-E-C-H dash nut. Beach Nut. Okay. <laughs> nut. Yes. It was a packing company that had uh, diversified into the food production. Now, that company sells baby food claiming that it's all natural i put that last part in. Mm. yes because it was bought out by some other uh guy or company mm-hmm. in 2005 but i just think it's funny how these people came from packaging company mm-hmm. and forcing americans to eat bacon and eggs which mm-hmm. bacon might not be the best for meals especially if we were eating very like before yeah and now they're converting into just baby food yeah and supernatural like if you go to a website it's like oh this is the most greenest baby food you will ever have in your life no thank you yeah yeah isn't that hilarious 
Mm. What are they selling? Like, like the bacon and eggs baby food? Like, no, no, you they, ever seen those baby food stuff where it's like turkey and gravy? Ugh, they just gravy. <laughs> no, baby, turkey on it. <laughs> that is gross. It's just like ground up pureed meat. It's just like mashed mm-hmm. potato consistency and it's mm-hmm. gray. Yeah. Most of those baby food are gross. Though. I don't know. That. I don't know. I kind of fuck with some baby food. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, the little crackers, the little I might as well do crackers. Yes. Oh. Or the yogurt, the little yogurt chips. If we're talking about just a little uh, applesauce looking foods, I don't. Fuck oh with yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never tried yeah. one of those. I don't know. Side story. <laughs> okay. I think I've told you this before, mm-hmm. but my grandma and my aunt like have always lived together for some reason. Anyway, so every time they would move, we would like kind of help them out, like clean up, whatever, whatever. And I remember, like, the fourth or fifth time, this is when you live in apartments, you know, mm-hmm. like, they moved. And um, I was, like, going through their pantry mm-hmm. to, like, help them pack up. And I saw two things of baby food. Mm-hmm. Mind you, I was there, like, a week or so before. Yeah. And there was no baby food in that pantry because I was definitely looking for any kind of snacks last time I was there. And I, like, I went to my mom and I was, like, now I know my grandma ain't pregos. <laughs> but is my auntie pregnant she was like no don't talk about it i was oh. like wait a second what's going on why do they have baby food i was like D- like do they babysit now like what's going mm-hmm. on there's no babies in this family and she was just like you may or may not notice that baby food comes and goes <laughs> and i found out from somebody mm-hmm. that my auntie may or may not eat baby food as a part of a very old retro diet oh it's not working by the way yeah <laughs> it's not working <laughs> at all what is it that's supposed tough. to replace a whole meal a snack i don't know that's nasty that is so gross i'm i'm guessing the diet said eat this and it will make you vomit but she'll fuck with it oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's whole i don't know i don't yeah. know if it was all natural in though in quotation. Quotation. Yeah, right. they can't see me do the fingers. Right. Okay. But this last one, though, you, you really going to fuck with it. Okay. He persuaded Americans that water fluoridated is safe and beneficial to their health. Oh, my God. So he yeah, because it's, it's supposed to help with tooth decay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, if you're not allowed to ingest fluoride from your toothpaste... Why can't you from your tap water? That didn't never made sense to me. Different percentage, maybe amount, like no. higher doses on toothpaste. I don't know, but I, I did see an article from Harvard Public Health back mm-hmm. in 2016 that concluded countries that do not fluoride their water have also seen big drops in rates of cavities. Mm. <laughs> so one of the main things or arguments I hear when it comes to like fluoridating yeah. water is. Oh, it's supposed to protect your teeth from yeah. cavities and whatnot. And they're saying that, yeah, it, it, it doesn't make a break, to be honest. Right. Because I feel like. <laughs> what? Right. Just brush your teeth. Yeah. Pretty much. Drinking water is never going to replace brushing your teeth. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Um, That guy is different. Like. He had to be making some deals with some demons or something. Let me just trade my soul off for... Really? I think um, he's either his dad or his uncle was a 
like renowned um, psychologist, mm -hmm. and he studied oh, wow. he studied psychology as well. That's why. But how do you feel like like morally like okay mm. doing some of those things? You know what I mean? Like bacon and eggs or whatever. Who cares? Right. Like at the time, I'm sure he wasn't thinking like obesity or nothing. Right. No right. big deal. But was smoke? Well, at the time, did they know smoking was bad for you? Yes, the company knew. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, that's kind of rude. Right. Yeah. That's all I got. That 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 is pretty fucked up, my mother. Yeah. Mm. Smoking is so nasty too. Like I don't know. I do have a few other examples that might blow your mind. What? The idea that a diamond ring should be used for engagement is one invented by the company D Beers Company to sell more diamonds. Their quote unquote diamond is forever ad campaign made it popular for engagements, right? So what was being used before? Literally anything. Like a cake? Yeah, like an apple. For real? If you wanted to. There was no tra that's what I'm saying. It wasn't no tradition. This company oh. ad campaign literally started the tradition of wow. engagement with a diamond. What? Yeah. And then they had a follow-up campaign that laid out the rule that it should be a multiple of the purchases monthly salary. Wow. wow. Yeah. I've heard I've heard that. Oh, mm -hmm. I forget what I heard that. Oh, 90 Day Fiance. They are always talking about that whole like, oh, he he only spent a couple hundred yes. on my ring yeah. and not three months salary like right. it's supposed to be. Um, who the heck just has three months salary stacked up for your stupid ring? Right. Also, that's, let's say you make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to give you like a million dollar ring. Right. I guess. That's crazy. Heck no. Yeah, but that was started by a company. I can see that. It was another yeah, ad campaign. They killed that. They killed that. You ever heard of Kit Kats? Yep. Have a brew. <laughs> yep. Uh, you know what's their biggest consuming country? America? Take a guess. Nope. Japan. Really? Yes. So, sending Kit Kats to students in Japan, Kit Kat in Japanese sounds similar to Kito Katsu, which roughly translates to you will surely win. People in Japan took it as a sign of good luck and mm. sent them to students before exams. Aww. Right. Mind you, Kit Kat, the company, didn't actually create the ad, mm -hmm. but they, you know. It ended up happening. Teamed up with Japan and be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, here we just do a peppermint. Mm. Yeah, for good luck. Not for good luck, but uh, apparently, I don't, I don't know if it's true. I, I don't know, but mm. they say that like peppermint helps your brain. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming this will fall under the category of something that was so min minuscule. Yeah, turning into something big. Yeah, every yeah. year, like for CRCT, any of that, I don't even know if that's still a thing. Mm. But mm -hmm. um, the end of the year tests or whatever, mm -hmm. especially in like elementary, and middle. Teachers always handed out freshly sharpened pencil and a peppermint. <laughs> I used to fuck with those pencils, though. I ain't gonna lie. I stole a few of them. I stole those. Freshly sharpened <laughs> Stop! <laughs> you know what? You know why, though? Because I didn't fuck with those pencils that they sharpen and they steal like a little piece yeah. from the wood sticking out. Oh, yeah. Where yes. like the graphite isn't centered. Yes. I would sit there and just like pick the wood back or Nasty. something. I always hated having those cheap pencils. God. Or the graphite. Like it doesn't matter how many times you sharpen it. It's just broken. It'll just I, keep breaking. I do keep remember. Breaking. I'm sure it was like way out before 
I was that young, but I, I remember in school that I always used to use the mechanical, like you have to get up and go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The rotating one. But I don't know where this one classroom, this one teacher pulled out the fucking electrical Electric one. one. Yes. I was like, what? Yes. So I just stick it in? They're like, yeah. You, I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, we had a couple of those teachers. And then like, uh, they started taking them down though, because there was always that one kid that would try to put a crayon and like yeah something else yeah those like, were nice what's too what's wrong with those kids yeah those were really those nice are the kids. same kids that would try to put a penny in a socket mm. an electrical socket or um, paper clips like the teachers had to be very weary of giving kids paper clips why did they even do that I don't know are those like true stickers like what the fuck going on with those kids I don't know if they were like. They told you not to fuck with it. Why are you Special fucking with it? Special or something. Mm, I don't know. We had a lot of below average kids in my school. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. That is so funny. I remember um, I was riding a bus in high school. High school and middle school mm-hmm. ride together in the town that I'm from. And um, Yeah, well, it's small. Mm. But um, there's this kid like like pitching a fit talking about oh they keep getting on me because i have a, a second grade reading level da, 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 like all this stuff and i was like what do you mean though like what do you you're in eighth grade oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like how much better do i need to read mm. i'm like oh <laughs> so so i'm sure it was those kids um, yeah. that was doing yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's tough our literacy rate was have you ever shit. done that stick something no. in there you aren't supposed to Oh, never. Yeah, me neither. Never once. I've I've definitely gotten hold by like, fuck the wiring, cable, like an old oh, yeah, ass lamp yeah. or something. Like shock you or yeah. something. Like it's exposed for yeah. some reason. Or if I'm like switching the, that out, yeah, somebody tried to hold me. <laughs> I did one time like like with very sopping wet hands, mm. like plug something in. Jeez. It was just a little like a little bit. I definitely did play with batteries, and if you like. Grab mm-hmm. a strip of metal, whatever mm-hmm. you could put it in the plus and minus signs, and it will like yeah. start giving off energy. Yeah, I got shocked with that too. I never shocked myself with it, but I did have like a little maybe it was like a brake light or something because it was mm-hmm. a, a tiny light bulb that I would do that with, mm. like with just a like paper clip or something. Yeah, I'd be like oh, light it up. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> I, I used to have uh, one of those little motors from a uh, remote car. I mm-hmm. just took it apart. I took the little motor out, and I I'm not playing around with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was nice. That was yeah. way back in the day. Yeah. I used to play with pencils too. Well, I I know that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that much toy. <laughs> I had this one pencil that had like a big like ball, like a hard ball, mm-hmm. um, instead of eraser, and it was a smiley face, and it had purple hair. And I think I still have it in a keepsake box, mm. but I swear it was a gift from the Walmart lady because our Walmart used to hand out smiley face stickers mm-hmm. and like little toys to kids and stuff. Like, I've never been, I haven't been to a Walmart in a long time that does that. Yeah, I think they stopped doing all that because now they, they stop in cashiers too. That's true. There's a fuck any human interaction. You're about but to have this shit. I'm not 100% mad at, but like, I need at least no. one register when I have the most amount of groceries. There's way too many people. Like, <sighs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Do self checkout for everything. Yeah. Don't have ten right. lanes of cashiers and just one cashier. That's true. That's true. Take it all down and put up more. Yeah. Self checkout with like bigger, 
space. Well, you know, just be able to put it back in your cart. Right. Instead of leaving it on that little table. Right. But yeah, that's it. Uh, that's all I wanted to talk about. Just how little things could turn into big things. And how even some people know that little things become big things. So they'd be doing it purposely. Mm. Yeah. That's all I got. So now you got to say comic like, share, subscribe. Oh, I thought you I thought you did that. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah. Comment, like, share, subscribe. Like what though? The video us. <laughs> the just just listen to us in most of the major podcast networks. Like We're going to be there. The Talking Hour podcast or just Talking Hour regardless. You should be able to see us. Yeah, we're the one with the purple background. Yes. Now they're talking hours. That's a band. <laughs> <laughs> that we did not know existed until yes. after getting way too deep into this podcast. Yes. Um, and then there was, there's another podcast that recently came up, suspiciously right after us. Right. With a similar logo. <laughs> yeah, that was honestly big rude. And I think it's called Talking Heads Podcast. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. They're in a different language, though. Yeah, so we're good. We're probably good. Like, like, good. Okay, goodbye. 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 Don't say that. Oh. Good. Farewell. Brody. <laughs> no, stop saying Brody. <laughs>